It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle. At the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone. And he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and... Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle. Gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner, a podcast brought to you by Arizona Sports. I'm Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, the Cardinals reporter for ArizonaSports.com, Tyler Drake. Tyler, you're joining me over the phone for the second episode in a row, but the tone is a little bit different for this one, isn't it? A little bit. That's. I think you're putting it uh, lightly there. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's a completely different tone than that last episode. Then really the last 48, 48 hours of, uh, of just Arizona sports, really. It's, just been, uh, it's been a whirlwind. It was like things just kind of started to go back to normal. Like we got through an entire NFL draft. There were moves that made sense, and, and we'll talk about those after. Obviously the huge trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown on the initial first round draft night. But all of that gets put in the rearview mirror now as it was announced today that Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended six games for violating the NFL's performance in Enhancing drug policy, the league announced today. That is Monday. The six-game suspension is a result of a positive test result from an anabolic agent per the league's updated PED policy. Tyler, there was a statement about it. Hop can play in preseason practices, preseason games, but when you get down to brass tacks, this Cardinals team will not have arguably their best offensive player for six games this season. Yeah, yeah, easily their most important offensive player in my mind. And I think uh, if anybody wants to doubt that, just take a look at what happened when he was off the field this last year and, and just look at how the offense operated. Uh, head coach Cliff Kingsbury, GM Steve Kime, owner Michael Bidwell, they have all talked about how big of a loss DeAndre Hopkins was to that team and how it ultimately was a huge part in their downfall and why they ended up so bad in that second half of the season I mean there's no way around it and so now you watched how they ended it and now you get to watch how they start it without him so it's uh it's it's a huge blow it's I mean it is a huge blow there is no way around it I mean you are losing your best player does it feel dumb to almost like analyze because we spent all of the end of last season being like, oh man, if DeAndre Hopkins is here in this entire offseason, all of these moves from Zach Ertz and James Conner to Hollywood Brown to literally everything has been with the idea that DeAndre Hopkins will play football for the Cardinals at the beginning of next season. And it's just not going to happen, man. Like, look, it's not, I guess, worst case scenario. If we do want to look at a glass half full, he will be back for the end of the season. And if there's anything this Cardinals team needs, it's stability at the end of the season. The problem is, what do they do in those six games before he shows up? Because we talked about Hollywood Brown. We said, yeah, he could be a number one receiver, but not on like a Super Bowl team not on like a really good team and hey you don't have a choice now because unless Steve Kime goes out and makes another big move or solidifies that wide receiver move a little bit more hello Hollywood Brown you are Kyler Murray's number one yeah and really I mean and, and something else to go back to I mean Cliff has said it himself that he needs a game plan better for these other wide receivers 
well, here we go. Here, we are going to see right away what he does with this offense because there is going to be a lot of put up or shut up. Like, I mean, this is where we're at right now. Like, you have got to show the rest of the state that you have gone through and have found a way to get other guys incorporated, keep this offense churning, keep Kyler Murray at the top of his game without a guy of Hopkins caliber. Like you said, this all offseason. Now it's on you to actually do it. So we're going to see really, really, really quickly how much work has gone on this offseason to be able to play without a guy like Hopkins. And we saw how much the coaching staff got killed and mostly Cliff, and, and it was rightfully so for kind of how they ran the offense after Hopkins went down and not to excuse that but hey you're in the middle of the season your your plans got uprooted it is what it is right you should have adapted better you didn't you understand that and you say that right they say it going into the into the draft they say it at everything hey you know we we just have to be better we have to scheme better well ta-da now you have a lot of time because the season doesn't start next week Thankfully, Tyler, or else we would be swarming with, with work. Um, actually, no, I want the season to start. I don't know why I said that. I want actual football, but now I don't know because DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be out there. That's like the mental battle that people around Arizona sports, they, they just have. They're like, oh, man, something good's happening. I want to see it until, bam, something bad happens. But like you said, it, it, exactly. It's, if we're going to look at it a half here, let's look at it a, a, half, uh, a glass half full. Hopkins coming back from a torn MCL. He's probably going to be 100%. There's probably no question that'll be 100% by week seven when he comes back. It's just the fact, it's just one of those things, man. I just don't see how this team is going to be able to operate on all cylinders without this guy. It's just, it's going to be a brutal, brutal, brutal trek for these first six games. And it's not like. Oh man, he's gonna, it ruins the whole season. You know, I don't want to say that, hey, you know, there's no hope. Pack it up. 2023, here we come. You know, like that, that's really not it. But it's hard with a team like this, who for the entire offseason, it's just been, for lack of a better term, thing after thing after thing after thing. And it's like, this isn't something that a stable and winning franchise has. And now the cherry on top of the Cardinals Sunday is that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for six games. And like, it it hurts my mouth just saying it, but it's, it's true. And look, if they didn't have Hollywood Brown, obviously this would be like a lot worse. I don't think they're going to look like the worst team in the NFL. But like you said, Hop is arguably their best player, arguably their most important player. And if we want to look at it at a glass half full, then maybe it'll be a little bit of a wake-up call at the beginning of the season instead of the end. Because ending on a good note is a lot more important as we learned. Yeah, but then what happens when they start out slow and it turns into the second half of the season? Well, if there's one thing, in, I mean, if there's one thing we've learned, Tyler, is that this team handles adversity really well and adapts in the middle of the season and finishes strong. <laughs> so I'm I'm not worried about true? it personally. Yeah, I, I've ha- I have the utmost confidence after the last season. It's, yeah, yeah it's but tough. I mean, here's the other thing too that you that you hit on too is that I think with just the fact that. Kingsbury does have the time now. Like, it's not a, oh, man, we don't have Hopkins now. Like, you have time to plan. Like, you have to go get another guy. I mean, I don't they, – they have to go get another veteran receiver. I don't think they Who? can go through – Des Bryant? I mean, there's a couple guys still out there. There's a Jarvis Landry or, or somebody like that. I mean, but they're not going to pay for Jarvis Landry when you still have DeAndre Hopkins on the payroll. Yeah, but it's we're getting close. To, it's after the draft now. People are probably going to be a little bit of a pay cut now. So, I mean – You've got to go kick the tires. You got to go look. I mean, that's oh, you got to try. 
But you is it going to happen? You have, like, your three, your three main guys right now are Marquise Brown is your one, you've got A.J. Green opposite him, and then you've got Rondell Moore in your slot. Behind that is Antoine Wesley and really Andy Isabella, but he's not even – he's got a permission – he's got permission to go seek a trade. So you don't have any depth anymore. Like, they – at after day one of the draft – Wide receiver was solidified, I thought, in my eyes. Like, they had, it, they had it set. That was almost like a fantasy football roster with Hopkins on one side, Marquise, A.J., and Rondell Moore in the mix, too. It's just now it's like, whoa, there's another hole has to be filled once again. Here we are, Tyler. We're sitting here talking about adversity that the Arizona Cardinals have to overcome. And guess what? This time, it's also not on the football field. Kyler Murray still doesn't have his contract. There's a lot of spiraling negative thoughts around the Arizona Cardinals right now. So I'd like to shift it, if I have permission. Yeah, shift it. Okay, you're, you, just making sure the Tyler Drake is permitting me to shift the mood right now. Yep, shift it on over. Cardinals had a pretty solid draft. Yeah, they, they had a, pretty, they they had a like, pretty solid draft. Like all things considered, this past weekend kind of seems null with the DeAndre Hopkins news. But as insignificant as it might seem right now, they had a pretty good draft. Yeah, I mean that. I, I thought after, uh, I mean, just from the three days, I mean, I figured they got their offseason back on track. I mean, I wrote a story that literally is a headline: Cardinals get their offseason back on track with a strong draft. I mean, that is what happened until we got to the day. But yes. Like you said, I mean, uh, I thought in my eyes a good draft. Obviously, that second-round pick for a tight end was a little uh, surprising for, I think, everybody. But looking at it, seeing the fact that, uh, you know, Kingsbury said that Max Williams doesn't really have a timetable for his return right now from his season-ending knee injury, that's kind of the security blanket, and the dude seems like a baller. He can block. He can pass catch. I mean, it, it seems like he's like a Zacherts Jr. almost. I, I mean, you put those two guys together, you might get you you might have some fun there. So uh, that looks really really intriguing. I think it's it's a, a move that, like Kime said, is more of a future move just because they're going to have him on a rookie deal for a couple of years, locked up. Uh, but then outside of that, I mean, they added two uh, offensive or offensive outside linebackers in Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders, which I mean, I think it's going to be a group effort to replace Chandler Jones to begin with, but you get a couple guys in there to compete. That's always a good thing. Uh, you also got Keontae Ingram, who's a running back. We'll have to see if uh, how he pans out, if he can get, if he can get some reps in there. Uh, and then, yeah, I know I'm Marquise Hayes, uh, Lasita Smith, a couple of uh, offensive linemen who, uh, you know, seem like they're pretty good late-round steals, especially Marquise Hayes, just because he was their last pick from Oklahoma, knows Kyler Murray, knows Marquise Brown. And then, yeah, Smith seems like he's a people mover, man. So there's a, there's a couple guys. Jesse Luqueda's over there. Luqueda's over there. Uh, Christian Matthew, the cornerback, who is uh, I thought had a great, great, great quote about. Can we Andre talk Hawkins. about that? Yeah, because yeah, look, I man, I am the utmost proponent of irrational confidence in yourself. It's something that I believe also has helped <laughs> me in life. And I applaud Christian Matthew, seventh round draft pick uh, out of a school that nobody here has ever heard of. So I'm not even going to say it. And he said, man, you ruined it. Yeah, Valdosta State. But he he said he's too excited to go up against DeAndre Hopkins in practice. And lucky for him, DeAndre Hopkins can play preseason practice uh, because he's going to get burned. And Hop's probably going to want to take out a lot of that frustration on this rookie that's called him out like 30 seconds into being a Cardinal. 
Yeah, he, he, he said uh, he said he watched him growing up, and he wanted to use the term "growing" grew up so that he so he made him feel a bit old. Had nothing but good things to say, to say about him after that, but you know, throwing that little jab in there, I thought was you know good for the camaraderie, and I'm sure you know it's not going to take long for D off to go out there and just absolutely make him look like a fool. <laughs> oh, ab- I mean, absolutely. And I do want to say one thing. Obviously, if you want to get a kind of a deeper dive, ArizonaSports.com is the place to go for the Cardinals draft. We did kind of like. The opposite of a deep dive, me and you, you had this great idea of just breaking down each pick in seven words and less. So that's over on ArizonaSports.com. Of course, the story that Tyler referenced at the beginning, that's over there. All this great Cardinals coverage. I just want to say one quick thing about Trey McBride, because in the moment, man, I, I was... I was pretty pretty down. Not not on him. I mean, the talent is there. He was the best tight end in the draft. I mean, I understand the pick, but to me, I was like, are you serious? There were a lot of different ways that you could go with this, and you went tight end. But now that DeAndre Hopkins is down, there seems to be a shift into how the personnel is going to be moved and used on a play-in, play-out basis. I mean, having another weapon there, having another layer, is something that's probably going to come into handy that that first six games because he's not exactly like a, oh, we're going to throw it, bomb it downfield to him, but he'll catch the ball, he'll run through some people, he'll move the chains if he has to. So I, I really don't hate it. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Well, yeah, and, and it sounds like he's a guy that they can put anywhere. I, I think they can plug and play him really anywhere. So as much as he's going to be classified as a tight end, they can move him all over the field. So it's just another piece that Kingsbury can work with. We just have to hope that he can get him a better route tree than a Rondell Moore who really couldn't get past the line of scrimmage. So instead of Trey McBride and obviously Hollywood Brown, those are the two probably biggest draft day acquisitions that are going to be getting a consistent amount of playing time, obviously with Hollywood Brown. Out of the later round picks, is there a name that you're looking at that you're like, hey, I could really see blank producing for the Cardinals this season? I think for me, you know, it's it's the third rounder, Cam Thomas, out of San Diego State. I just think uh, the dude sounded really, really eager, uh, just was loves Arizona, everything about it. Uh, but also, you know, the thing that really stuck out to me was what Steve Kime said about him, about how, uh, the dude wears 99, has the same mannerisms as J.J. Watt when they talked to him at the Combine and and uh, said that him and uh, Zach Allen were going to follow Cam all over like little puppies. And J.J. Watt had fun with it on social media, said, yeah, as long as he's potty trained, it could play hard or something, something, something to that extent. But Sounds like J.J. Watt. Uh, exactly. But, I mean, if you're – I mean, that's the camaraderie already building right there. And, and if you get a guy that's like – I think Zach Allen's a perfect example. I thought he – took a, a big step forward this last season from the, the J.J. Watt tutelage that he's getting, if you can pass it on to a Cam Thomas who could also play inside as well as, as being a pass rusher, I mean, it, you can find a lot worse teachers than J.J. Watt. So I think that right there could be a big, 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 big player to watch moving forward. I also think my Jay Sanders, man, he seems like a guy that's just got a motor to go. You put him with a Marcus Golden, and I think that would be fun to watch. There's no denying that the Cardinals have some pretty good mentors on the roster. Zach Ertz for Trey McBride. Like you said, J.J. Watt for Cameron Thomas. I I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. Even at running back, you've got James Conner teaching the young guys out there, and he's been through a lot. 
Look, there are, there are elements of success that are set up for the Cardinals now. And this DeAndre Hopkins news doesn't take away from all of that. It just takes away from the overall state of the team. There will still be good aspects of the Cardinals. There will still be good plays. There are good players. And yes, they will not go 0-6 during those games. But unfortunately, DeAndre Hopkins news is going to be kind of running how people are viewing the start of the season, at least for the rest of the offseason until maybe Steve Kime does something to address this. Right, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the next step now. Like, really, I thought after this draft got over, we were going to get into the Kyler Murray contract extension. We're getting this done type situation. And now I think we've got another layer before we can even get to that again. Like, we've got to figure out, they've got to figure out which – you know, who can come in and at least take some pressure off the rest of that receiver's room to be a one-and-a-half, two-and-a-half receiver. Like, Marquise Brown is the number one, undisputed number one now with him out for six games. How do you build around him now? How do you, how do you value his strengths and work around his weaknesses? That's going to be the biggest thing, and it's going to come down to Cliff Kingsbury game, game planning and scheming. Everything he's talked about this offseason, about what he needs to do better – he needs to do better right away. Obviously, that is the next step. And I, and I do think that it was funny that we kind of expected to go back to the Kyler Murray contract situation. And surprise, Tyler, it's actually worse. It's actually worse than the <laughs> Kyler Murray contract situation. It's something that's not even hypothetical. It's actually something bad that's happening. But hopefully we can get back on track next episode, Tyler. Hopefully we have a positive one. Maybe something good happens between now and the next time that we record. But until then, of course, follow Tyler on Twitter at TDrake4Sports. You can follow the Cardinals Corner Twitter account at AZCardsCorner. Head over to ArizonaSports.com for your in-depth draft day coverage. Of course, following the latest on the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Any news with that, you can find it again over on ArizonaSports.com. You can follow me at EricRuby987. You can download the podcast. Rate us five stars. Review if you can. Tweet at us. Send us in some questions. Let us know what you want to see us talk about, what you want us to do now that we get deeper into the offseason and the draft is behind us. Nonetheless, we will still be with you every step of the way throughout this Cardinals offseason, through the good and through the bad. Tyler and I got you. So until then, we'll see you guys next time.